This episode is brought to you by my flagship dating course, Dating in the Wild, The Adult Man Method. Are you sick and tired of a lackluster dating life? Gentlemen, if you know anything about my personal story, you know that I used to suck at dating. I could barely get a text back from a woman, much less a date. I was lonely, depressed, anxious, and felt like my dating life was truly a hopeless endeavor. But I didn't give up, and eventually it all changed. I got to work and figured out how to transform myself from being a total dating zero to an absolute dating hero and succeeded in creating the dating life of my dreams. And in this dating course, you can learn the exact skills, strategies, techniques, and thought processes that I learned over two and a half years of studying, trial, error, blood, sweat, tears, testing, and lots of hard work. The secret is to learn what women evolved to look for in a mate, and then to develop yourself into the truly masculine, attractive, high-value man who taps directly into the instincts that guide the ever-mysterious female mate selection process. Not only will this course teach you how to transform your dating life, it'll also empower you to become a better, more successful man in the process. So click on the link in the description, grab the course, and get ready to change your dating life forever. All right, I believe we are live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segevis podcast. This is the podcast where you learn how to be truly alpha to succeed at business, dating, relationships, fitness, and everything else that matters. Thank you so much for tuning in and thanks for stopping by. This is going to be a more in-depth episode. We're going to talk about quite a few things. The title of this episode and the, and the basic uh topic here is how to meet someone in real life for dating and attraction. So anyway, this is going to be based on a blog post I wrote, which you can find linked to down in the description. <clears throat> and it's going to be basically my primer for how to meet people in real life. Um, the techniques that I used to meet people in real life without using dating apps. Now I have also used dating apps. When I am single and I'm dating and I'm on the marketplace, I usually blend these two things. Like I try to mostly meet people in real life and then I also use dating apps a little bit. With that being said, <clears throat> um, you know, dating apps, you know, a lot of people get too dependent on them. And this guide is basically, you know, is going to help you understand how to get through that process without relying so much on dating apps to meet people, build a dating funnel, expand your social net and that kind of thing. Now, with that being said, there's a couple of things I want to discuss real quick before we jump into this. Number one, you know, last night in my mastermind tribe, we had a group mastermind and we did a class based on this topic and the blog post served as the, you know, the basic reference, but we went really in depth and we covered all the topics to like an even deeper level. A lot of people asked great questions. We had great back and forth conversation too. Like we had people in there who were sharing their own dating experiences, adding in some information and giving tips and stuff. And I thought about recording it. And I've thought a lot, I've kicked around a lot the idea of recording masterminds that go on in the tribe. And we're gonna be doing more of these. We're gonna be doing more of these because it went so well and we're starting the Focused Alpha Transformation Program July 15th. If you want to be involved in this program, which is basically a level up program where we everyone in the tribe is going to pick a goal and we're going to meet on weekly intervals. We're going to set, you know, we're going to set the goals. 
we're going to define the goal like we want to reach within the the 12-week time frame it's going to be basically a level up program where you're going to focus on one thing and go hard at it and we're going to use the group for encouragement accountability right we're all going to work together and achieve our goals alongside each other so you're you could do a fitness goal you're right you could have a dating goal it could be a goal to grow your business personally what i'm going to work on july 15th when we start the focused alpha transformation program personally i'm going to be in there right along with everyone else's i'm and i'm going to be working on leveling up my business i'm going to be making a plan to grow my business over the next 12 weeks and reach you know a, a, a higher level in my business and so we're just you know we're going to attack the goals that we care about the most and the, it's focused. So you're going to focus on one goal for 12 weeks, an intensive goal setting and achievement uh, program. So if you want to get in on that with us, you're going to want to, you know, go down the in links, uh, click on join mastermind tribe, and then you're going to want to join that. Now, another thing, if you're wondering what this, you know, alpha mentality stuff is about, I also have released a free ebook called an introduction to the alpha mentality. You can also go down in the description and you can click on the link to download my free ebook. And so you can read that and that'll give you everything you need to know to get up to speed on the basics of the alpha mentality and what it means and what I mean when I'm talking about that. And there are 11 different chapters that kind of detail the different parts of the, the alpha journey. And um, it's just a basic primer to help get people up to speed on the message and what's going on and what we're doing. We're changing lives in the um, the mastermind tribe, you know, in the Joshua's Give Us Mastermind tribe. We're changing lives. We're um, embracing the alpha journey. We're all becoming more alpha versions of ourselves, learning to embark on the hero's arc, embrace the alpha mentality, and just in general, create the destiny that we desire. So if you want to be plugged into that, if you want to try that out, um, you can click on the links down below and consider joining and you know there's a free there's like a free um introductory period you can try it you know risk-free it won't cost you anything to try it um i think that's set right now for two weeks so you can try it for two weeks and see what you think and then of course you can go ahead and you know continue with the membership if it works for you and if you get great results with it um, but everyone does get great results and this focused alpha transformation program is going to be even better and now another thing that I want to bring up is that, um, you know, even if the program has already started, you can still jump in. It's better if you jump in at the beginning. We're going to do it every quarter. So July 15th is the beginning of the third quarter event. And then we're going to do like a, a you know, a winter event after that. Um, I guess you might call it a fall event, but whatever. Uh, so, you know, it's just going to be. It's going to be every quarter, so you can jump in anytime. But we're also going to be doing these dating masterminds. We're going to, you know, one a huge part of my platform is helping people to improve their dating lives. And while we are focusing on building a community of ripped alpha millionaire leaders who have amazing dating lives and relationships, there's still a huge fitness, or I'm sorry, there's still a huge, um, there's still a huge, uh, oh, look at that. It's Peanut in the background. You can see her. She's a good baby. It's my kitty. Um, there's still a huge emphasis on dating and dating coaching, and I'm absolutely making that happen in the tribe. And so what we're doing is we're doing these masterminds. You know, these are like right now we're doing them like every other week, but maybe, you know, we might switch to like maybe weekly if we get enough interest and um, just di diving deep into these topics as a group, discussing them. And so it was super fun. And I, there's a part of me that really wanted to record that mastermind last night and put it on. But here's the thing is that that's in the tribe. Um, people can join and get access to that. 
And that's part of the value that comes with it. And there's also private conversation that comes up. And I, so I just don't know about recording it. Like I've always been a little hesitant about recording coaching activities and things like that inside the tribe, because there's like a code of, you know, there's a code of, um, uh, like a code of conduct, right? There's like a, you know, we, we are a tribe, a closely knit tribe of, of alpha winners in there who are striving to level up and become more successful. And the thing is, is that there's like, a, there's a, you know, what's the word? There's a discretion, like there's a discretion that comes with that. You, you don't just go airing the laundry of the tribe out and about because this is where we talk real talk with each other and we talk about real stuff. We share real experiences, frustrations, vi victories, wins, tactics, strategies. This isn't stuff to just spread willy nilly on the internet. I don't think so. You know, I, I, the more that I think about it, the more I think I probably never will record the masterminds and put them online. I just, the same is true with my one-on-one -on -one coaching. I just don't ever think I'm going to record one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions and put them online. There's so much value that comes in those sessions, but it's also very private and discreet. So I just don't think it's going to happen. So I'm just going to stick to recording these things. And if you want to get the more in-depth, you know, mastermind tribe experience, you should jump into the tribe, try it out for the free trial and see, you know, if it helps you, um, it's really worth it. Um, but, you know, you can even try it for free. So I just encourage you to do that. All right. With that being said, that's pretty much the news. And I want to just dive. There, there's so much more I can tell you. I've been recording um, podcasts on the go. I haven't really sat down to do an in-depth podcast in quite a while because it's been so crazy busy. But I want to get back into it. Uh, my content strategy over this next couple of weeks, I really want to focus on doing more intensive, you know, here at my desk on my mic, high quality podcasts, rather than walking around with the wind noise and having it be wild and crazy all the time. Um, I like those podcasts, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm nearing a chapter here where I want to get more serious about increasing production value. Like this is just, I get in these phases and I want to do these different things. Sometimes I get in a kick where I'm like, it's time for some raw, unfiltered, no nonsense uh, stuff time to spit truth out in the wind in the wild and then sometimes I just want to be at my desk and I want to really deliver a more refined episode and right now that's how I'm feeling I'm feeling like we need to be going back to the refined you know high quality audio episodes where we dig deep into the meat of it and we really you know where we really dissect it and, and we learn some things and we cover some crucial things okay <clears throat> so with that being said, there's so much more to talk about, but I'll cover it in episodes to come. So just uh, just keep checking back. And I really appreciate uh, you listening to all this news and all this stuff. And now let's just go ahead and jump into it. How to meet someone in real life, dating and attraction. And I'm just going to read this. You can also read the blog post down below, but I'm going to read it for you so you can listen to it here. How to meet someone in real life. Dating has become a somewhat complicated thing. With the advent of online dating, a lot of people are putting the majority of their meeting new people effort into online devices. However, it's also obvious that we lose something in this transaction. There's a magic that comes from meeting people organically in the real world and in real life. This isn't to say that online devices and dating apps aren't useful or that they shouldn't be another tool in our dating funnel arsenal. However, it's also true that if you rely completely on dating apps to meet potential dating prospects, you're going to put yourself at a pretty significant disadvantage. So I decided to create a guide to help people with the step-by-step -step process of meeting potential 
uh, dating partners in real life without seeming weird, creepy, clingy, desperate, etc. This guide will work just as well for men or women, though there are some notes specifically intended to help men and women navigate their own respective challenges when it comes to meeting and greeting potential dating partners in the real world. So let's dive into it. Now I'm going to take a little break here. I'm going to take a sip of my drink. All right. How to meet someone in real life in five simple steps. Step one, start being around more people. The first rule of learning how to meet someone in real life is to do things that will bring you into contact with other people. Preferably, you'll choose activities, events, and or hobbies that will bring you into contact with people within your age group who may also have similar interests and values as you. Of course, this isn't an exact science. This step definitely doesn't need to be executed perfectly in order for it to work. You just need to make an effort to try and boost your social numbers by casting as wide a social net as possible. For example, you could join the gym and work out with other people. You could go to concerts, dances, community events, etc. You could join a church or two or three. You could start a small side hustle and go to local networking events. You could join hiking groups or discussion groups. The key here is really just to find activities that will bring you into contact with other humans. Okay. Now, that being said, it's also true that we're often around other people even when we're not doing... Uh, such specific tasks, right? For example, every day you probably go to places like the gas station, grocery store, post office, hardware store, local park, antique store, dry cleaner, mall, etc. These types of places can also serve as great places to meet people. I want to stop here and just tell you a little story. <clears throat> and I shared this at the Mastermind Tribe last night. And basically, you know, one time, and this was quite a while ago, this was probably like, you know, eight, nine months ago, I went to uh, I went to the grocery store. It was in the morning on a Saturday. It was like 10 in the morning. And I decided I was just running into a couple things. I was only going to be there for like 20 minutes. So I decided I was going to count the number of opportunities that I could have to approach attractive women if I were brave enough and bold enough to approach them. And the criteria was just like, you know, attractive women who were by themselves. In other words, they weren't like standing right next to a husband or a boyfriend and they were by themselves just doing their thing. And I could have approached them and started a conversation. I counted 11 opportunities just at the grocery store, that one trip, that one 20 minute trip on a Saturday morning. Okay. So the thing is, is that there are opportunities all around us. We just have to stay aware and pay attention of it. Right. Here's the key thing to remember. Whenever you're around other people in any type of situation, it's always in your best interest to keep an eye out for potentially eligible, attractive dating prospects. This is something you'll need to do intentionally. If you want to widen your social net, you'll need to intentionally start interacting with more people. I know that this is probably bad news to the very shy and introverted among you. However, it's true. If you want to meet real people in the real world, you need to go out and have real social interactions. So it's important to make a point to put some energy into this every single day. Socializing and meeting new people will also take up some time. Another thing to keep into account is that you may need to sacrifice some other things to make this happen. It takes time to go out and socialize, hence why so many people get so dependent on dating apps. But here's the thing. If you want that awesome relationship with that awesome, attractive, special person, you're going to need to meet large volumes of potential candidates in order to stir up some actual suitable dating prospects. This may require you to sacrifice some things. This summer, you may need to ditch TV or movie streaming and, um, you know, not engage in so many of those quiet nights at home alone to go out and meet people. But hey, this is also a tenet of the alpha mentality. If you want to change your destiny, you need to get up, get in the driver's seat of your life, take intentional action and make it happen. Okay. 
uh, make it organic by doing things you enjoy. Another thing to keep in mind when branching out, spreading your social net, and socializing more is this. It's always in your best interest to find things that you enjoy doing that are organically in alignment with your life and purpose. In other words, don't just go to hot yoga because you heard there's a lot of hot women who go to hot yoga classes. Rather, ask yourself this. Do I think that hot yoga could contribute to my life in a positive way? Do I feel like this could be an enjoyable or enriching activity that could bring me extra happiness, experience, learning opportunities, or adventure? See, it's always in our best interest to be focused on our purpose rather than on dating. And the reason for this is simple. People who are focused on their purpose are generally self-actualized. They are people who have created an amazing life for themselves who are already self-validated and self-sufficient. In other words, they're healthy, productive, positive people. They're not people walking around with a validational or emotional deficit. When we walk around with a validational deficit and or with a lack of purpose in our life, we broadcast low value markers. This will hurt your attractiveness regardless of whether you're a man or a woman. Therefore, whenever you're choosing to socialize, make sure that you're focused on your purpose and that you're a self-actualized, self-validated human who's simply out for adventure. The kind of person who's not looking for an answer to their empty life problem, but the kind of person who's wanting to engage with dating prospects along the way to add a little extra flair and oomph to their already amazing life journey. Okay, this brings us to step number two, talk to people. This is the tough part. As you go out and spend more time around more people, make sure to engage. Note that the more people you engage with, the wider you can cast your dating prospects net. If you only engage with one new person a week, you're going to be at a severe disadvantage compared to someone who engages with four new people a week. And that person is going to be at a severe disadvantage when you compare them to someone who's engaging with 10 new people a week, etc. To a point, dating is a numbers game, especially in the part of the process where you're bringing people into your dating funnel. So keep, in, keep that in mind as you navigate the process. With that being said, here are some tips to help you navigate this step uh, and make it work for you. First, don't start with any preconceived ideas or agendas, okay? Personally, and this is just my take on it, okay? This is just my personal technique. I'm not a huge fan of the bold approach to hitting on people. Not that it doesn't work. It's just that it's not my personal technique. You can, in theory, walk up to someone, compliment them, tell them they're beautiful, you know, introduce yourself, ask their name, and then go for the number or the date right away. Like you can go, you can go hard and bold right from the beginning, and sometimes that works. And for some people, that works. And to be really honest, in some cases, in many cases, it might even be better tactically if you can pull it off and do it well, right? Uh, to be fair, this is a perfectly valid technique, and it can definitely work. With that being said. What I'm going to do in this guide is explain my technique for how to meet people in real life. And personally, I've had a lot of great experiences and success using this technique. I also believe it's fairly bulletproof for anyone who isn't quite interested in learning some kind of sophisticated pickup game or technique. Okay, this is what I call the normal human approach. Now I'm going to take a minute here and I'm going to take a minute and get a drink of my drink here. So you start by just approaching people to have normal conversations. That's the, the basic gist of this. Don't think to yourself, I'm going to ask this person out, or I'm going to flirt with this person, or I'm going to ask them for their number. Don't even think about all that stuff quite yet. In my experience, if you put too much thought into that stuff before you approach the person, you diminish the natural authenticity of the engagement. You may also pile up anxiety on yourself, and that's no good, right? So just walk up to people with the intent to engage them in a normal, positive, friendly human manner. Find a totally innocent reason to start a conversation. When you start conversations with people, 
in this manner, try to find an innocuous, innocent reason to be talking to them. For example, if I notice that the cashier at the grocery store is particularly attractive, I may ask her, how's your day going, as she's ringing me up. This is a completely innocent way to start an engagement. It's not too forward. It's not going to ruffle any feathers. Um, it's not going to cause me anxiety. It's not going to make me feel weird. It's not going to put you at risk for embarrassment. Um, in asking her the simple question, however, I'm still opening up a dialogue and giving her an opportunity to respond and to show me how she behaves in her response. And this can give me a lot of information to use to figure out whether or not there may be any shared attraction between us and whether I should escalate into like connecting and flirting, right? Now, another thing that I want to say is that um, I practice this all the time, even though now I'm not on the dating marketplace, like I have a girlfriend and I am not like seeking out partners, I still chat up a lot of people out there. Like I'm when I go to the store, I'm chatting up the person ringing me up. What, you know, the other day I was out in the parking lot getting gas and there's a guy on his motorcycle and I just chatted him up. I was like, it's a great day for a ride, isn't it? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And he, we started talking and this is just normal human engagement. We can practice this all the time. Just being willing to engage with people authentically is almost a lost art in our technology-driven age. So, you know, practice this. You, you don't even have to just be flirting with attractive people. You can talk to anyone and practice this engagement. But this will help you when you go to talk to people who you think are attractive. Now, if she responds favorably or, you know, he, whatever, leans in, smiles, laughs at my joke, volunteers additional information without me asking them to do so, etc. I may continue the conversation. Sometimes this leads to a bit of friendly bantering back and forth. Sometimes this leads to a bit of, um, you know, well, friendly bantering. I just read the same line twice. This is exactly what you want. Normal, positive, friendly human engagement. Then while you're engaging in it, Make eye contact, smile, don't be afraid to let your personality shine through, just be yourself, right? Don't make it weird, just be yourself. Um, show your personality. Sometimes when we're trying to talk to people who we find attractive, we overcomplicate it in our mind. We think to ourselves, how can I get this person's number? How can I get this person to ask me for my number, whatever. Uh, however, what we should be doing is just enjoying the interaction with that person, enjoying our day, enjoying the adventure. Why? Because we're self-validated alpha mentality human and we don't have a need to plug a hole within us. We're just out doing our thing, right? We should be enjoying the back and forth. We should be asking them little questions, sharing little tidbits about ourselves. Be witty and funny. Let your personality shine through, right? Uh, this is when you're going to be at your most attractive, not when you're internally freaking out over how to ask them out, but when you're just being you and letting your personality come through. Okay. And then most of all, make sure that you're having fun when you're talking to new people. When I was younger, I used to approach women and hit on them and I would feel miserable the whole time because I would be racked by anxiety, worry, fear of rejection, etc. My voice would shake. I was just so nervous and this would give them a weird vibe, right? I didn't have very good success this way. Uh, does this sound like fun to you? No, it's not fun. And, and it, it, it doesn't make you enjoy the interactions. Now, don't get me wrong. After I got more used to approaching women, this became more of a fun challenge. But when I really started to have fun was when I let go of all that bullshit and I just started being my own authentic self and just engaging with people without the preconceived ideas. That's when I really started having a good time. Uh, and that's when I started having better experiences with it. Uh, I have the most fun talking to people when I just let me be me and I don't burn myself with all that, you know, like expectation. Now, that being said, you may think to yourself, well, this all sounds fine for making friends or just chatting at the grocery store, but how is this going to lead to more dates and dating prospects? And that's a great question. And that leads us into step three. 
if you sense a spark of attraction, flirt a little bit. This is step three, okay? As humans, we all have a few different social modes. We all have a professional face, a friendly face, and a flirty face. We also have a sexy, seductive face, but let's save that one for when we're actually on a date. Uh, we obviously have other faces as well, but the point I'm trying to make is this. When you initially engage with someone, you want to be using your friendly face. You want to be showing them a bit of your personality and allowing the genuine you to shine through the interaction. And sometimes, once you begin this process, you'll notice that they'll start doing the same thing in return. They may make eye contact or lean into you, smile, laugh a little too much at your jokes, etc. Right? In other words, you may realize, wow, there's a spark of attraction here. I can feel it between us. And the more practice you get at this, the better you'll get. If you get really good at engaging with people organically, you will instantly know if you like are talking to someone who's attracted to you. It becomes obvious and readily apparent. But you need to get that practice so you can start to read that body language. Right? You've got to read those signs, body language cues. This is really important. And to be honest, this is the biggest thing that's missed with online dating. With online dating, there's no way to figure out if there's any kind of real spark. It's all based on pictures, right? Uh, until you meet the person in real life. So you can waste a lot of time that way. But when you're meeting people in the real world, you can learn to detect this right away. If you don't detect any sort of spark of attraction, hey, that's okay. You just continue your friendly conversation and then excuse yourself with a goodbye, have a nice day when it's time to leave. However, if you do sense that little spark of attraction, especially if you sense it coming from the other person as well, this is a prime time to turn on your flirty face and engage in just a little bit of playful, flirtatious banter with that person, okay? Now, here's some tips for this. Number one, don't go overboard. You don't have to go overboard with it. You don't have to super escalate or throw yourself at them or something. Um, maybe you just smile a little bit more or you lean in a little bit more. You know, you lean on the counter and lean in a little bit. You tell a little joke. You tease them a little bit. You remark about how witty and funny they are. You pay them a little compliment. Maybe you make a comment about their style and how great they look or you... Uh, Maybe you even get to the point where you're going back and forth where you give them a playful little nudge with your shoulder or an innocuous, innocent touch on the forearm, okay? Learning how to flirt is an art form all in itself. That's not what this post is about. However, the best way to learn it is just to practice. If in doubt, head out and just start flirting with some attractive people when you meet them, right? It won't always lead to a date, but it will definitely help you to practice your flirting game. And this is a skill where practice makes perfect, okay? Plus, if you're doing it correctly and you're not going overboard, you'll never have anything to regret or feel embarrassed of. There's no shame in flirting a little bit, especially if you don't take it too far to the point where you either embarrass yourself or make someone feel uncomfortable. You don't want to do that, right? But you, do, you can flirt a little bit. I'll be honest. One of the ways that I practiced flirting whenever I was learning how to flirt was with my female friends. I would hang out with them and I would just be the biggest flirt. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, you're such a flirt. And um, there was like, we weren't going to sleep together or anything like that. Um, sometimes we did actually. But, you know, that wasn't the goal. The goal was just, I wanted to practice my flirting. And so I would just turn it up whenever I was with these women, th these women who were friends with me in my life. And there's zero expectation. It was just a lot of fun and, and it helped me to get comfortable with my own style of flirtation and so this is a great way to practice it <clears throat> the best flirting tip ask if they're single personally my absolute favorite tip for leading me into the part of the conversation where you may start to think to yourself you know um, men might think you know what maybe i'll ask them for their number or women might think you know what i really want him to ask me for for my number uh, the best tip it, it begins with this question so are you single, right? If asking the other person if they're single really opens up the opportunity to move into more flirtation and or a closing kind of discussion. I'm explain why. 
you can ask this question, first of all, in a very innocent way. It could be incorporated into a part of the discussion where you're asking them about their friends, family, hobbies, etc. You could say something like, so do you have a wife slash husband at home or maybe a fiance or a girlfriend, boyfriend? Asking this question really takes the conversation to a new level of intimacy without going overboard or being too upfront. This is a very reasonable thing to ask. However, most people who are socially savvy will realize there's probably a reason for why you're asking this. In other words, asking this question is kind of like saying, hey, I'm flirting with you. I think you're attractive without actually saying it out loud. And that's exactly what you want. If you come right out and you say that, you run the risk of making it weird. However, when you can kind of say it between the lines, and but you can still make it obvious, that is usually a, a much better way to do it. Regardless of what they say, this absolutely primes the setting to give you some great information to work with, as well as providing you with your best odds of successfully closing, or for women eliciting a close in the next step. Uh, speaking of closing, let's talk about that. And this is going to bring us to step number four, go for the close. So you've started a conversation with an attractive stranger. You've introduced yourself, gotten to know him, flirted a little bit, right? But before you know it, your groceries are scanned and it's time to pay your bill and depart. So what do you do now? How do you actually go for the close without ruining this great interaction you've had and making things weird? Now, for those of you who don't know, when I say the word close, that basically means asking for the outcome. So like asking for the number, asking for the date, or for women, eliciting the man asking them for their number. Because women, you know, it's not actually the best idea for women to ask a man for his number. And, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But um, let me take a drink of my drink first. All right, so now we're going to talk about how do you actually go for the close without ruining this interaction and making things weird, okay? This is a fantastic question. Before we dive into the specific techniques, it's important for you to understand something, though. Engaging with people and having great conversations is awesome. This is how you widen your social net and bring new people into your life. However, when it comes to dating, it's really important to understand that the more often you choose to take the risk and go for the close, the better your results are going to be in the long term. You want your experience of learning how to meet someone in real life to be a specific blend of authentic, organic adventure and calculated strategy. You want it to be mostly organic, but you want to deploy just a little bit of strategy when it matters to help push yourself towards success. In other words, what I'm telling you is this, take the risk and go for the close, especially if you feel like you've sensed that attraction and if you'd like to potentially go on a date with this person. Be brave and shoot your shot. Have your adventure, do it. If they say no, that's okay, there's nothing wrong with that. It may feel bad for a minute, it may hurt your feelings, but at least you can walk away knowing that you put yourself out there and that you tried. If you don't try, you'll never know what could have been, right? And that's regret and regret sucks. With that being said, Let's dive into some specific techniques that men and women can use to secure a close in these fun and flirtatious social interactions. So this is my top technique for men. Get her number. When it comes to closing and securing a number, the responsibility falls on the man's shoulders. As an alpha mentality man, you want to show this woman that you're talking to that you're capable of taking the lead and holding the frame of the interaction and leading the frame. This means that you're, it's your responsibility to ask for the number. Don't ask for social media. Go right for the phone number and show her that you mean business, that you don't mess around with social media stuff like a thirsty beta who's afraid to make a move. This is what men do when they're afraid to make a move, the real move. They go for social media. It feels safer. No, no, no. Go for the number. Be serious. Be a grown-up about it, right? Uh, you don't have to make it some elaborate, crazy pitch. You can simply say, hey, it was so great to meet you. Let me get your number real quick. I'd love to continue this later. 
Once again, this is very innocent and innocuous. It's not a super huge weird ordeal. It's not something that's going to make you sound creepy or aggressive. This is a very normal way for humans to exchange information and get to know each other. This is how it's done. At this point, it'll be pretty obvious that you're hitting on her. Asking for a woman's number is pretty much the universal symbol for, I'm interested in you and want to date you in our culture. So to me, this is the absolute best move you can make as a man, okay? Now, how to get her number. When you do go for the number, do it with confidence. Pull out your phone, tell her you want to get her number as if you're expecting her to say yes. And remember, you're an alpha mentality man with a plan. You're in charge of your life. You have an abundance mentality and you're used to women saying yes when you propose that they give you their number. Always remember, don't ask for the number like some thirsty beta putting her on a pedestal. Be a man and tell her that you're going to get her number. This will display confidence and make you appear much more abundant and high value. Now, let's talk about the top technique for women. I call this the prolonged goodbye. Here's the tough part for women. If you make it too easy for the guy, you may end up accidentally offering yourself up as a free back burner option for a guy who doesn't have the guts or the desire to make a move on his own. This can set you up to be in a bad situation with a beta mentality man who is never going to ask for your number to begin with. Instead of being a man and going for the ask, he's going to be a thirsty, opportunistic little beta and just go along with the free opportunity that came with your advances. This is absolutely not what you want. Therefore, your goal as a woman is to elicit a close from a man, not to actually engage in a close on your own. In other words, you want him to ask you for your number. You don't want to ask him for his number. This is a little bit tricky, but for the most part, these steps will help to give you your best odds for making it happen. Step number one, engage with him. We've talked about that. Step number two, have a friendly conversation. We've talked about that. Step number three, flirt with them. We've talked about that. Use your feminine power. Use your, use your beautiful feminine wiles. Batch your eyelashes. Play with your hair. Give them a little touch. Flirt with them. Lay it on. You're a powerful sexual creature. Women, you, you can make men putty in your hand. So do your thing, right? Flirt with them. Now, step number four, and we've already talked about this, but I'm just recapping. Ask him if he's single and inform him that you're single while also making eyes at him, twirling your hair seductively, etc. Right? This is making it obvious to him. But you're not doing it in a way that's embarrassing and you're not doing it in a way that's you know making it too easy for him because he needs to prove he's an alpha and he's going to ask you for your number. Right? This is, this is important. Now, step number five. If the conversation's winding down and it's about time to depart and there still hasn't been a close, there's an awkward moment where you're hoping something will happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Here's what you do. This is called the prolonged goodbye. Go in for the handshake or the hug. And the physical touch is important here. A little bit of physical touch. You know, let him really feel your, you know, your, your feminine body. Get close to him so he can smell your perfume. Give him a prolonged goodbye with a very slight amount of physical touch and say something like, it was so nice to meet you. I'd love to continue this conversation sometime. And then linger for just a minute. Don't rush off. This makes it super easy for him to ask you for your number because you're literally putting it out there for him. All he has to do is just take the initiative and do it. Uh, and this will help him to bridge that gap if he's just like try shy and trying to work up the courage, okay? When you take these steps and you perform them with your own amazing flirtatious feminine energy and power, you're basically handing the opportunity over to him on a silver platter. It would be so easy for any guy with even a little alpha mentality or a little bit of desire for you to seize this opportunity and ask you for your number. Therefore, if he doesn't ask you for it, 
The best recourse is just to walk away and remind yourself that it's not going to work out with everyone. Either he wasn't brave enough to go for it or he didn't like you enough. And neither of those outcomes is going to be good for you as a woman in the long run. In such cases, walking away is a much better option than volunteering your number to a guy who's either too scared or lacks the desire to make a move. Okay. Like I said before, in that case, there's just far too much risk that you'll offer yourself up as a free back burner option. And no woman wants to be in that position. Uh, now we move on to the final step. We're pretty much winding it up here. Step number five, set a weekly quota. Now that you know the steps, you need to give yourself plenty of opportunity to practice them, put them into action. For this, I recommend setting yourself a weekly quota. Start out by making a goal to, to approach one new person every day. As you get more comfortable, increase this to two, three, four people, right? I'm not even trying to date right now, and I approach three, four, five people every day engaging. I engage with people who check me out at the store. I engage with people I'm standing by at the at the gas station. When I'm pumping my gas, I talk to the person next to me, right? I'm not even trying to date, and this is my normal habit. This is easy to do. Anyone can do this. Remember, the more approaches and engagements you make on a daily basis, the more dates you're going to schedule. And the more dates you schedule, the better your odds are going to be of actually finding more high-quality potential mates to choose from. This is going to put you at a significant advantage. The goal is to stick with it on a daily basis and stay consistent. And this is really important. Keep working on your funnel, even as you meet people and schedule dates. Never get so caught up with your current dating schedule that you stop approaching people and working on your funnel. In fact, the more options you currently have, the more confident you'll tend to be and the better your approaches will get. And this will just further compound and snowball your confidence and success because you'll be operating out of abundance. Remember, there is no such thing as a done deal till you're in the agreement stage. Until you reach the agreement stage of a relationship, be working on your funnel. I don't care how much you like that guy or that girl you're seeing. If you are not in the agreement stage, you need to be building a rotation and you need to be working on your funnel, right? These are two things you must be doing. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. If you're a woman, build a rotation of men. If you're a man, build a rotation of women, and then you need to be working on your funnel. If you're not doing this, you are shooting yourself in both knees trying to date, and that's probably the reason why you're having dating problems. Um, once again, like join the Mastermind Tribe. We talk about these things all the time. This is basic stuff, but a lot of people don't know it, okay? And we can help you with that. So just, you know, come join, at least do the free trial and come talk to me. You'll get an introductory coaching session and you'll at least catch a couple meetings and you can figure out what we're talking about. A note about rejection. I just want to talk about this for a minute. I know that the idea of getting rejected can sometimes keep you from feeling like approaching and engaging with other people is a good idea. But here's the truth of the matter. You want a great dating life. You want dating abundance. You want that amazing relationship, family, dating experience, whatever, right? Here's the truth. The people who have these things, they all have one thing in common for the most part. They overcame their fear. They took their chance. They shot their shot. They did it enough times. They racked up enough numbers on the board that they were able to succeed, right? Uh, in order to do this, you're going to have to overcome your fear of rejection. You may get rejected nine times for every success you have. You may get rejected 19 times for every success you have. doesn't matter. Here's the thing. Once you succeed, it's a huge win. Plus, as you get more practice, you will get better at it and you'll start to succeed more often. Plus, as you work on yourself and embrace self mentality, you'll also increase your dating marketplace value. This will increase your odds for success. If you listen to me at all, you know that I espouse mind your business, get your money, pursue your purpose, level up mind, body, spirit to become 1% better every day. This is the, the core of the alpha mentality. And if we do this, we're going to make our uh, dating marketplace value higher over time. Right. This is this is great. Because this means we can we can expect better. Uh, we can expect better results in our dating life over time as opposed to aging and like decreasing in value. We want to be increasing our value every single day. 
Uh, so shoot your shot. Don't let the fear of rejection stop you. Um, if you do, you're going to continue to live in dating scarcity for the rest of your life. You can't create abundance without taking a chance and putting some numbers on the board. So put in the reps. Get out there and do the work. Don't let rejection get you down or discourage you or fuck with you. It happens to everyone. I've been rejected more times than I can count. You, you would not believe some of the crazy rejections I've had. I've had women react to me sometimes, usually nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100. When women reject you, they're very kind. They do it very politely. Some women, brutal as fuck, man. They will just cut you down. They will just be mean. They'll be a bitch just because, and they'll just tr they'll just try to hurt your soul. Whatever. You shake it off and you move on, right? Uh, because you have to be tough enough to take those L's so you can earn the wins. You got to earn it, right? You don't get anything for free handed to you in this life. You got to work at everything. If you want great dating life, got to work at it. You want great fitness, you got to work at it. Want to make that money, get that real money, got to work at it. Nobody gets handed anything for free in this life. And if any system that tries to hand it out for free, it's going to get real, real weird real quick. You're going to realize it's going to get bogged down. It's not really going to work because this is just the nature of it. Work creates results, okay? The same is true in your dating life. Now, there's some other notes in here in this article, but I'm going to leave those, let you read them if you want to. There's a frequently asked questions, but it pretty much goes over the stuff we've already talked about. So I'm not going to read all those. But um, yeah, no, you can read that article on the website. You can, I'm going to link to it down in the description, but that's, that's it, guys. That's how to meet someone in real life you know, without having to rely completely on dating apps. And of course, you can use dating apps to supplement, but I'm telling you, this is a great technique. I love this technique. Um, and, uh, and ironically I met my, my girlfriend, I met her on a dating app, but you know, I wasn't only using dating apps to meet people. I was also meeting people out in the real world. And I met a lot of great women in the real world, um, having great experiences that way. Um, in fact, the majority of my real, the majority of my serious real relationships in life did not come from dating apps. The vast majority of them came from real world experiences or even just meeting women out and about. In, in my organic adventures. That's been the vast majority of my experience. So this, this, this time meeting my girlfriend on a dating app was actually an exception to the rule. That doesn't usually happen with me. Usually I meet people in real life um, and I don't even bother with dating apps, um, but I have used them and whatever, it's fine. It's just another tool. So that's gonna be it for this one. If you have any questions, hit me up. Join the Mastermind Tribe. Make sure you subscribe to my social media. I've been lit on social media. I've been hitting it hard, posting to Instagram, posting Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest even. I've been like, I've been crushing it. So subscribe to my social media, get some awesome stuff. You'll see some awesome content drops and stuff, stuff I don't really share anywhere else. Blow your mind, make you want to embrace self mentality and make some real money and, and make, make an awesome dating life as well. It'll make you want to do it. Make you want to reshape your destiny as you see fit. And uh, that's, that's the goal. That's the point. I want to create a community of ripped, attractive, successful, powerful alpha leaders who have amazing dating lives and relationships. That's the journey. That's the purpose. That's the mission. And that's what we're doing. All right. That's going to be it for this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasagathis.com. Catch you on the flip side.